guys welcome back to according to i'm megan and i'm sierra in this week's episode megan and i are going to determine how prepared we are for life's incoming i don't know steps what event what would you call that i don't know events um i just kind of came up with like this idea of taking a bunch of different quizzes that are are we ready for xyz so some of the quizzes that we're going to be taking are like, are we ready for college? Which clearly we graduated college, so hopefully the answer to that would be yes. Or high school. Well, actually, also. that's the one that's not included. We're actually re-recording this intro because we had some technical difficulties. So no high school quiz. Then just kidding. It was um, dumb anyways. Yeah, it was the worst quiz anyways. So you're not missing out on anything. It's going to go straight to the college one. We also have, are you ready for pets? Which is very um, conducive for Sierra. She's very much wanting to get a pet and then we had are you ready for a relationship and then we also because I got sidetracked during the high school quiz backstory not necessary we ended up having a bonus quiz that was one of those quizzes that tries to guess where you are living or from based on what you call certain things so that's at the very end Mm -hmm. and you guys can play along you know answer the questions for yourself unfortunately you won't get uh, real-time answers but I feel like with these questions and these quizzes, you kind of get an idea of like, you know, this answer would be like you are prepared and this answer would be like you're not prepared. So, yeah. Yeah. Before we do that, we're going to go ahead and talk through our weekly spotlights quick and then we'll go ahead and jump to the quizzes that we did actually get recorded. So my weekly spotlight from when we recorded this episode was that I went back to Des Moines um, to record more videos with Megan Megan me with Maggie and Sierra (laughs) and I we were all kind of just not feeling super inspired or wanting to record so we actually didn't record anything this past weekend and we're kind of taking a short break on TC2 it's we're only planning on having two weeks off um and we're already kind of getting rejuvenated just like it feels good and it felt good to not have to go back and record because that's always what we have to do um and I think hopefully with how we're going to try and adjust things and makes it so that recording for TC2 is just less of a chore. Mm-hmm. I agree. I That's not my weekly spotlight, but like I also just feel like lately, and I think we've talked about this in podcasts in the past, of like when you feel like you need to make a big change, you can't do that when all you're doing is like putting on the band-aid each and every week, like saying, oh, we have to record four videos for TC2 to like get videos up every Tuesday. So you just think of four ideas and you don't think about the ways that you might want to change the channel because you don't have the time to do that. And so I think that it's good that we actually were like, okay, we recognize that for the, you know, umpteenth time of recording that like we don't want to record. We don't have any ideas. So let's maybe, you know, figure out a way to get around that and like actually make stuff that we're excited about again. So I think that we are all excited and I think we have a good uh, premise to start off with. Yeah. My spotlight is, I think that this is the one I said, but if not, oh well. Uh, We had a family brunch on Saturday morning with our grandparents, aunts, uncles, cousins, and I think it was our first official big get-together since before COVID. Yeah, that was nice. There was some really good cinnamon rolls. (laughs) Just have to throw that I didn't even have any of the cinnamon rolls. They were good. They were just like... There were nice ones that were, like, store-bought, but then there was the, like, Pillsbury ones that you put in the oven, and those were the ones that I had because those were so good. That sounds good right now, and usually I'm not even a cinnamon roll fan. 
I just had two egg and sausage breakfast burritos, which were also pretty good. Okay, that kind of wraps up the intro that we needed to get re-recorded for this episode. So we'll go ahead and go into the first quiz, which is, are we ready for college? Next quiz is, are we ready for college? So this is from Magic Quiz. And this one hopefully is not made by a middle schooler. How often is it acceptable to eat ramen noodles? Whose parents make the whose parents make them ramen noodles is the first answer. They're college stable for a reason, but one cannot live on ramen alone. No way am I going to be falling into the ramen trap. Good healthy meals for me. And then the last one is um every day. I feel conflicted for this one because I personally one like after freshman year I don't think I like ever really ate ramen I have a couple and then like even freshman year I think that I only ate it like less than 10 times should I say no way am I going to fall into the ramen trap even though I don't want to like imply that we like eat healthy all the time otherwise but I'll put that. Yeah, just ramen wasn't really it for me. I used a lot of, uh, like, Chef Boyardee stuff, so don't get me wrong. Next question, do you wake yourself up or does a parent have to? First answer is, I can't deny that when I'm on my own, I tend to not make it to school on time. Second answer is, I have an alarm clock that works just fine. I use my own alarm clock, but every now and then a parent does have to come harass me to get up. And then the last one is, my mom gets me up every day. Second one. Yeah. I'm an sometimes, independent waker. Sometimes my alarm clock, I accidentally hit and turn it off, though, instead of snooze. But that never... That's why I set multiple alarms. Yeah. I don't always do that, but sometimes, like, for right now, since no one else could possibly get me up, I do set multiple. Like, I get disoriented when I wake up, and then I kind of forget which button's which. And after I press it, I'm like, shoot, which one did I press? Yeah. How often do you turn in assignments late? When I have a busy week, I usually end up with a few late assignments. I have a hard time staying organized, which means I miss a lot of deadlines. It's more abnormal abnormal for me to turn something in on time. Um, and almost never unless there's a major extenuating circumstance. The last one. Fun fact, though. Me and Sierra may or may not have completely missed an assignment from one of our summer classes. Yeah, and I forget to remember it a lot. I still looked at the syllabus and it wasn't technically listed on there. Like, I guess it had like a general survey category, but if it was supposed to be it combined was really with a self-assessment, other, if it was supposed to be combined with other surveys, how would it have dropped my grade that much? I don't know, but like, I think that if I would have done it, I would have got like my grade to be like a 97 right now or something. And is that like a 90? Yeah. So I'm a little upset about that, but I, I guess my fault. I went to check my grade because I thought the exam, like the final exam had been put in. And what I'd like to do when I don't know how I did on an exam is I look at my fi- like my total grade because that's like what matters, you know, more than the individual grade. And then it was like at a 90 and I was like, okay, it's not bad, but like, dang, how did I do on the freaking exam? So I did good on the final, and actually. I, saw, I did too. That's annoying. Than I thought I did. And then I went and looked at the exam and I was like, wait, what? So then I was like, what am I missing? <laughs> an assignment. Yeah. I'm just like, how on earth did I not see that? I don't know. 
Next question, which I'm kind of wondering. So this is what's the longest paper you've written, but I'm wondering if we should answer this for like how long do we think the longest paper we wrote in high school was? God, I don't know. Options are two pages, five pages, ten pages, fifteen pages. I would say five pages, probably. I'd say five, yeah. In college, we like the longest thing I ever wrote in college was like reports and stuff, which that's kind of cheating a little bit because you get to include like graphics, but those are still long. Like I think I had an eighteen-page report once. Yeah, they can get pretty long. Okay, I'm gonna do five pages. I also would like to say that I think in high school, they scare you about, like, in college, you're going to have to write papers that are, like, 100 pages. Yeah. And never once did I have to do that. Not even close. Like, that's like a thesis. Yeah. This next one is what does your, or what you hope your dorm room will look like. And so it's, like, pictures for answers. Um, So I'm just going to pick the one that I think has... The closest vibe to us. Okay. Do you know what you want to major in? Options are, I have a few ideas, but I'm planning to try a couple classes in each before I make a final decision. I have the next four years of my life planned. I know exactly what I'm doing. Not really. Maybe history. I'll probably pick one in a couple years. <laughs> the second yeah. one. I have the next four years of my life planned. Yeah pretty accurate you've always been a straight-a student and you get back your first paper in college with a c plus what do you do cry i've definitely been or i've definitely never been a straight-a student i brush it off it was just a fluke i go straight to the teacher and demand a different grade or at least to know why it was so bad i have to fix this i look over what i did to try and understand the grade and during office and during office hours talk to the professor to see what i can do differently in the future well, none of those are cry. That's what I would do. Um, probably the last one. I don't think I would ever demand yeah. a grade change. In fact, I'm I cringe when other people try that. that. I cringe because I'm like, there's no way. You're never going to win if you are in college and you go ask for a bump in your grade. Hardly ever. Mm-hmm. You get in fr- You get invited to a frat party. Do you go? Do you go? No. <clears throat> um, yes, isn't that what college is all about? Probably, unless there's a big test tomorrow, I'm going to be hurting after this party. Probably not. I don't really drink much, and I have some clubs I'm doing in the evenings, maybe if my friends go. I prefer smaller parties with my friends. I try to stay balanced between studying and having fun, though, so maybe. Probably the third one. That's what I'm thinking as well. How often do you drink? I don't drink. I know I'm underage, but I've had alcohol a few times. I know what my limits are, though, and it's not something I like to do very often. I haven't ever really had alcohol before, which is why I'm looking forward to college. Time to party. Probably more than I should. The first one. Question 10. Can you do your own laundry? I can. Been doing it since third grade. Answers are, I don't understand how this is a question. Does it count if I don't sort darks and lights and I've never used stain remover? Which, honestly, same. That's also true. Sure, I can do my own laundry. I'll say the second one. <laughs> I have I never sorted separating stuff. things out is a myth. 
the only thing I sort by is exercise clothes versus non-exercise clothes. Mm-hmm. And it's worked out pretty well for however many years. The only iffy thing that I've had happen is I have both red and white towels, and now my white towels are kind of more pink, but that's it. But you only do your towels together, so that doesn't really matter. Yeah. When left to your own devices, how often do you leave your room? (laughs) I have a lot going on, so I'm not home much. I like to stay involved. There are occasionally days where I don't go anywhere, but usually I'm out and about. I have been known to spend a full weekend on my computer. Um, does it count as leaving the house if I go over to my friends to smoke pot? I would say the third one probably. Just because I know that there have been full weekends where I'm like, did I leave my apartment? Yeah. Whoops. Have you ever had to do public speaking? I've given yes. a few presentations in school, but I really do not like them. We had to do a couple of presentations or lead class each year in school. I feel fairly comfortable with it. I actually really enjoy presenting, especially academic information. You cannot make me speak in front of other people. Probably the first one. I'd agree. How often do you speak up in class? Oof. Um, when the teacher calls on me, getting me to talk in class is like hurting cats. I try to offer something a couple times a week. I love class discussions. I can't get involved enough. Hmm. Either the first or second one, probably. I would probably say when the teacher calls on me. And also, like, we have a class next semester that's literally, like, the professor's known to, like, just pop people's name up on, like, the presentation. So you just have to be, like, ready to speak whenever. So I'm not looking forward to that. And otherwise, I mostly, like, sometimes I do participate, and I try to. I know it's good for me, but unless um, sometimes we have, like, classes that our participation grade is, like, based off of how often we speak up. So those are classes where I'm more so, like, actually forcing myself to talk because I have to. But, yeah, it's tough. Last question, how would you rate this quiz? I'll just read it um i have to watch an ad to see my results so just give me 13 seconds this is an ad for epidemic sound so that's that's a sign for us to get it i told megan to it's her turn to buy epidemic sound because i am paying for it for the megan and sarah channel and i think that we should get it for tc2 that's an Unimportant side note, just for you guys to know. Here's our results. You're probably going to survive the transition to college, but it might be a little bit rough. You're used to relying on someone else to keep you organized and on task. You might be a bit spoiled and wait. Ramen doesn't count as an acceptable breakfast, lunch, and dinner. This might be a good time to sit down and plan a budget, learn how to cook a few new things, think about what kind of major sounds fun, and even decide how much alcohol is too much alcohol. I feel like that's the results for every single person because that didn't seem like it matched our answers at all. Yeah. That's what I was just going to say. Like it mentions. Anyways. Just a lot of things that we were like, we actually don't do that. Yeah. It's like me, she get your, uh, learn how to do your laundry and figure out uh, how much alcohol you can handle. And that was contradictory to some of our answers. 
Okay, so this next quiz is genuinely applicable to you. Do you know what one it is? The dog one. Yes. This is from dogtime.com. Am I ready for a dog? I bet it's going to say no. There's 15 questions. Are you planning to have a baby within your dog's lifetime? Um... Depends on, like, if I think about getting a senior dog or a young dog. I'll let you pick what answer you think is most applicable. Uh, I'm like, how long? Dogs usually live, like, 10 years. I'll be, like, 31, which I would imagine, like, kind of being around the time where I'd want to try and have kids. So I'll say yes. We'll pretend I'm getting a puppy. If you have children, how old are they? I will say there are no children. I do not have children. Who will be your dog's primary caretaker? Me, my partner, my children. Does everyone in your family want a dog? What if my family is myself? Then you just answer for yourself. Yes. Is anyone in your family allergic to animals? No. I am. Technically, I am allergic to dogs, but when you have it for long enough, you get over it, and so it wouldn't be a big deal. On the way back, when I was driving, because I was just at my mom's house with our dogs, my allergies were kind of not doing great, but I took an allergy pill when I got here. I'm doing pretty good. If you rent, do you have permission from your landlord to have an animal? Yes. Do you have a fenced-in yard? Slash, would you? No. No, probably not. Can you tolerate some damage to your furniture and clothes until your dog is trained? Yeah. Options are, I can live with it, it's not going to be easy, but I'll manage, and no, which is why I'm adopting an adult dog. What was the second one? It's not going to be easy, but I'll manage. Do that one. What arrangements will you make for your dog during the day when you can't be there? This has four this options. No problem. I'm home most days. Second one is even if I'm not home, I'll make sure he's walked. Three, I'll walk him, schedule a permitting. Four, I'll leave him indoors or in the yard wherever he's happiest. I'm between three and four, I think. Honestly, though, like it's going to be so hard to actually get a dog once you're... Not just you, but, like, anyone's working full-time. The population. I have always wondered that. Uh, do the third one. I'll walk him, schedule permitting. Are you willing to take off up to a week to be with your new dog or puppy when you first bring him home? Is that what people do? Yes. I guess it makes sense, but, wow. Yeah, I would do that. Do you have much control over your schedule? Mm, Right now, in school, not really. Your options are, yes, I usually can plan my week in advance, and the second one is not as much as I'd like. Let's do that one. Which phrase best describes your time, this time in your life? Barely controlled chaos, 
busy but sane, fairly calm. I'd say busy but sane. Are you prepared to spend what it takes to own a dog? Go ahead. Guess how much it costs per year. There's three options. 500 oh to God. 500 to $800. 800 to $1200 or 1200 to $1800. I think the last one. You say you think the last one? Yeah, wouldn't it? Probably. Um probably. Have you had a dog during your adult life? I mean, not me personally. I feel like the answer is, well, I guess maybe not. Should I say no? Probably. This is the last question. Are you prepared to use a trainer or take your dog to training classes? Answers are yes, yes. maybe no. Yes. Okay, are you ready for your results? I guess. Congratulations. You're ready to adopt a dog. You're oh clearly goodness. aware of the responsibilities that come with having a pet. Now see what dog is right for you. Should I get a dog? Um, sure. <laughs> no. I'm kidding, guys. I won't get a dog until I at least graduate, probably. Sierra was kind of considering getting a dog around May just because we'll probably be um, living in a new apartment in the Des Moines area, but clinicals would still kind of make that hard to have like a flexible schedule and Sierra has one of her clinicals in Cedar Rapids for like the last nine weeks of the year pretty much and that would be complicating. As kind as Haley was to offer that I just bring my dog up to live with me and her and Ashton and their dogs, I declined that. That seems like a lot. So just, you know, afterwards, you're absolutely ready. Okay, perfect. All right, so this is a quiz. Actually, do you want to take us through your quiz just to kind of break it up? Sure. This is... How job ready are you? There's 24 questions and it is from ProProf's quizzes. In the last year, I have had at least one video interview. No, yes, I don't know what this is. No. I actually have. In the last year, I have attended at least one networking event specific to my industry in the field I wish to work in. No. I mean, I would say we had that one, like, Zoom call yeah, with Yeah, I was, like, not people. sure if that counted or not. I would say that counts. I'm counting it for you. Okay, next question. In the last year, I have volunteered my time at a charity, social cause, or other not-for-profit activity. No. In the last 18 months, I have taken part in at least one practice interview situation. 18 months. And the last time I practiced for interviews was like for PT school. So was that in the last 18 months? It's close enough. I don't think so. Do you say you don't think so? I mean, coming up on two years. Then July. So what do you want me to put? I guess no then. 
In the last 18 months, I have attended a one-on-one career feedback session with a careers staff member slash career consultant. Absolutely not. This isn't looking too good. It's not. In the last two years, I have traveled overseas. Yes. That makes me qualified. Uh, Next question. I have a LinkedIn profile that is optimized for job seeking and showcases my skills. Is there options beyond yes and no? Uh, There's one that says, I don't know anything about optimization. Let's do that one. I have references slash recommendations for my previous or present job and study placements. I feel like no. That's hard because like, I don't last year have I like have a past job. Really? In the last year I have had at least one phone interview. No. I have a LinkedIn profile. I do. In the last 18 months, I have participated in extracurricular activities. Yes. What do you think that's talking about? (laughs) Like clubs and stuff or doing extracurriculars? I don't know. Okay. In the last year, I have had experience completing job selection criteria, either online or on paper. Yes, no, I don't know what this is. I don't know what that is. Not really either. Uh, I know what a, quote, professional industry association is. No. There is no, yes, or nope, no clue what this is about. Nope, no clue what that's about. And last year, I have asked at least one person for constructive feedback about my resume. Mm. No, not specific to my resume. I did attend a, like our program had like kind of a resume workshop where tips were given, but my resume was not specifically deconstructed. Okay. I am a member of my professional industry association. I am. Good, good, good. Next question. I have a job right now. I'll just assume this is kind of talking more so in an industry, so no. I have a mentor. No. Next question. In the last year, I have created and published at least one professional type article slash podcast slash blog slash vlog, i.e. something that is related to your field of study or future work or career aspirations. Yes. I was going to say, I I think that what we do is, you know, related to that. Yeah. If I'm interested in working for an organization, I tend to research them first before I apply for the for the vacant position. Yes. Okay. In the last year, I have attended at least one general networking event. It wasn't necessarily specific to my industry. 
Uh, we'll just put yes, I guess, just based on the other question. I'm aware of how organizations use gamification when hiring new employees. One of the answers is, huh? What's gamification? That's me. Yeah, I don't know what that is either. In the last year, I have submitted my resume to at least three potential employers. No. My social media profiles don't reveal anything that could be perceived as negative about my character. I would like to say no. In the last 18 months, I have had experience participating in an internship. Does clinical count? I think it does. Okay, let's view your results. What do you think it's going to be? I think it'll feel bad for me, but I have a hard time imagining it just being like, no, don't go get a job. So I think that they'll be like, you know, work on a couple things, but yes. Okay, it says... You are an explorer. Well, the good news is that you are exploring and on the right track, so well done for your effort so far. You are aware of what needs to be done. The bad news, it's not that bad really, is that you still have a bit of work to put in to really get those job offers flowing your way. Here are three, three things you should already be doing to get an achiever status. Create an optimized LinkedIn profile that is expected for your industry. Always, always ask for feedback from any job and interview situations. This will help you to improve quickly or improve quickly identify. I think there's supposed to be a period here. To improve, identify your top three skills and strengths. That's the stuff you are good at and enjoy doing. And start promoting this, both on paper as well as online. Okay. Understandable. Okay, so this next one is, are you ready to buy a house? First question. It's, this is like a true or false question. I don't know if they're all true or false. You should get pre-approved for your mortgage before you start looking at houses. True or false? This is going to really show how much I know. Uh, true? That was my guess also. Oh, it has the answers already. Yes, most definitely. Knowing how much the bank is willing to lend you will make the home buying process much easier and will help you set realistic goals. A realtor is more likely to want to work with you and knowing that you're serious and ready to make an offer as soon as you find the home you want. Also, some sellers only allow real estate agents to show their house if someone has a pre-approved letter. Before you apply for a mortgage, it is best to open up some new credit cards to boost your credit rating. True or false? False. False. Right before, that would look bad, wouldn't it? You're right. Applying for new credit cards is probably one of the worst things you can do. It can affect your credit score and your debt-to-income ratio, two of the main things lenders look at. This can result in you paying a higher interest rate, delaying your mortgage, or even being completely denied. The best thing for your credit score? Make regular payments on time. The purchase price of your home it should be as close as possible to the mortgage amount that you have been approved for. True or false? Yes. I feel like I would probably say yes too, but I'm kind of like, couldn't you technically be like, let's shoot under? Or, I mean, I would think so, but I certainly don't think you want to go yeah. over. Wrong. 
You could be setting yourself oh, no. up for trouble. Just because a bank approves you for a $300,000 mortgage doesn't mean that you can afford to make the payment every month. You must factor in property insurance, taxes, homeowners association dues, maintenance, and utility bills. And many of these expenses will increase every year. So even if you can afford them now, you, na- you may not be able to afford them in a couple years. Make sure to leave yourself plenty of cushion, especially if you're thinking of expanding your family. Okay, that makes sense. Oh my gosh, I'm seeing just a bunch of words. Your monthly mortgage payment should not exceed 28% of your monthly pre-tax income. That payment includes principal, interest, taxes, and insurance. True or false? True. They threw out like almost too many words where it seems too specific to be wrong. Is it a different percentage? True. That's the formula that most mortgage lenders will use to determine how much they're going to lend you. I expected this quiz to be like, um, I honestly don't know what I expected, but not a bunch of this stuff. Knowledge quiz. Yeah. We're honestly doing better than I would have thought, but I feel like they're kind of making the questions easy. The term buyer's market and seller's market are determined by the average number of days that area houses are on the market. True or false? False? That doesn't sound right, does it? I thought it was just based off of if the prices were high or low. And then if it's low, then it's a buyer's market. And if it's high, it's a seller's market. But then maybe that also correlates with the number of days they're on the market. I'm going to say false still in wrong if your home if the homes in your area routinely sell within a week or two you're in a seller's market if they stay on the market for 60 days or more that's a buyer's market the longer homes stay on the market the less power sellers have in that market giving you more leverage check the average number supply and demand baby check the average number of days on the market um in the area you're searching different neighborhoods in the same town or towns in the same metro area can have can have drastically different averages so we kind of still knew they like that yeah. was talking about. An adjustable rate mortgage is a good option if you plan on selling the home in a few years. True or false? I'll go with true. Me even too. though I don't fully know what that means. Yes, if you know for certain you're not going to be staying in the home long term or you'll be able to pay off the loan in a few years, an ARM will save you money. Interest rates for ARMs can be a whole percentage point lower than fixed rate mortgages. A brief explanation for each type of mortgage. ARMs give you a set interest rate for the first few years, usually five to seven years, then the rate will adjust to the current levels. With a fixed rate mortgage, you're paying the same interest rate throughout the life of the loan. With either type of loan, do your research to make sure you understand all the terms and conditions. Terms and conditions may apply. Most all lenders require a title clearance before the closing. I have no idea what that means. I bet that sounds true. That's correct. Your lender wants to make sure no one else can make a claim on the property. The title company or title insurance company will check the property's title history and look for liens or other obstacles to the sale. Once the title is deemed legally free and clear, they'll likely offer you insurance as reassurance of a clear transfer of the home. You know what doesn't make any sense to me? How many more questions are there on this thing? Ten. Okay. You know what doesn't make any sense to me? When squatters, if they live in a house for X amount of time, like, they get legal rights to the home. I don't get that either. Like, what? Somebody please explain. 
If you're buying a new home or one that's just a few years old, you can skip getting a home inspection. False. You should that's always get a say. home inspection. I think. Correct. Every house should be inspected. Otherwise, you're relying on the seller to be honest and tell you everything that's wrong with the house. And there may be problems you're unaware of, too, or they're unaware of, too. If the inspector does find anything wrong, use it as a bargaining chip. Ask the seller to correct the defects or ask for money to make the repairs yourself. Builders have been known to cut corners on new construction just because, um, or just to get the home on the market as quick as possible. So if buying a new home, double and triple check the builder's reputation. I think that we're getting, this is question 9 of 10. I feel like we've been asked so many more. Um, some of your clothing this costs are quiz. tax deductible. Uh, sure. We'll go with true. Yes, it's true. I'm not going to read the rest. I don't care. We'll get there when you get there. Last question. Once I think we're passing right now. I think we are too. We're doing pretty good, I think. Once you have your heart set on a house, it's okay to contact the seller directly and skip the realtors. Yes. It's probably false, but I kind of am I like, know. I don't see why not. Wrong. That's a big no-no. Let the pros do their job. Oh. Oh, I kind of thought I was saying, like, you don't have realtors involved. Like, if they didn't even have realtors, that's what yeah. I thought I was saying. Miscommunication right there. Uh, it says, almost there, but not quite. You're well on your way. Keep brushing up on your area's like real estate three. market and get all the info you can on your mortgage lenders. That is, I thought we were going to be like, yeah, sure. Go get a house. See... I feel like most of the stuff you don't even have to know, though. Like, that's what the real estate's for. Or real... Yeah. <laughs> real, real estate. estate. <laughs> Just the estate itself knows that. Okay. Next quiz is from... B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-
You think China then? That's what I was leading towards. Okay, we can go with China. In which country does nodding yes actually mean no? Bulgaria, Romania, Hungary, Morocco. Mm, I will go with Hungary. In which country is it forbidden to smoke electronic cigarettes or to vape? Singapore, India, Thailand, Cambodia. I feel like Singapore. That's what I was going to say. They always seem ahead of the times. Yeah. While during the winter season, turning on your headlights during the day is expected. In this country, I risk a fine if I do so. Croatia, Thailand, Denmark, India. Turning your headlights on when? During the day. We'll go with Denmark. That's what I was thinking too. I don't know why. In this country, I could go to jail if I chew gum outside my house. Saudi Arabia, Singapore, North Korea, Vietnam. Saudi Arabia? I don't know. What city in the world would I get a fine if for peeing or what? What city in the world would I get a fine for feeding pigeons in the main square? Venice. I was like, hello, answer. I didn't even read the stuff. (laughs) Venice. Uh, Yeah, I don't have any options. Venice, Dublin, California, which is not a city. Moscow. Um, I feel like Moscow. In which country should I not run out of gas in the middle of a highway? Germany, U.S., Serbia, Jordan. Mm, Jordan. In what country is the OK sign interpreted as a particularly insulting curse? Brazil, I think I've heard of this. Mexico, Argentina, Chile. Mm, I don't know. Argentina? In what country would I get a high penalty if I smoked cigarettes and drank alcoholic beverages in the middle of the street? England, Ukraine, Russia, Ireland. Ukraine. If I like a beach getaway or if I like beach getaway vacations, to which country should I fly to enjoy the longest stretch of beach? Russia, South Africa, Canada, the US. U.S.? I feel like that sounds right. The salesman said I could not pay him in euros even though we are in Europe. Which country does not accept this currency? Switzerland. Yes. Switzerland. I am dumb because we literally got there and I just figured out at that moment that they did not use euros. The policeman in this city gave me a fine because I walked in the street in a bathing suit. Where am I? Buenos Aires, Brussels, Berlin, Barcelona. Berlin. What do you say? Berlin? Mm-hmm. In what country do citizens sing an anthem of another country simply because they don't have one of their own? South Korea, Mexico, Greece, or Cyprus? Cyprus? I think that's a good guess. I think like they would sing Greece's. Yeah. In which country does a peace sign with the palm of the hand facing forward mean the same as a middle finger? 
Ireland, the UK, Australia, all answers are correct. Mm. UK, I don't know. I don't understand why everyone is driving on the left side of the street. Where am I? France, Austria, Malta, Romania. In France, we drove on the left Mm. side, or right side. Romania. Okay, that was the last question. I don't think we did very good. I have to put my email in to get the results. So, one second. I think I we honestly didn't do the best. When we showed up, like, literally in the airport in Switzerland and, like, had to go and get our currency exchanged, I was like, okay, mom, like, we're going to get some euros. Yeah. And then it had uh, Swiss francs, and we were like, oh. Oh, my God. And that's probably dumb. What? We got. How bad did we do? Four out of 17 right. Oh, no. We got. The um, France was the one for it's forbidden that you enter pools in a um, bodysuit. We got. Um, hold on, it's loading the question. Denmark, it's. I mean, we definitely got the Switzerland in one. In Denmark, it is absolutely forbidden to turn on headlights um, of a vehicle during the day, which is interesting. And then we got. Um, Ukraine is the country where you get a high penalty if you smoked cigarettes and drank alcoholic beverages in the middle of the street. And then uh, it we didn't get the Switzerland one right. What? Cyprus was the other one that we got right. Um, let me look for that question. Well, now I'm extra confused. Czech Republic. Hmm. It says Czech Republic, Poland, and Hungary are countries in the European Union, but not part of the Eurozone, so it is not possible to pay using this currency. Well, now I'm confused because isn't Switzerland not even part of the EU? Uh, that's so wouldn't they not use euros? You should look that up. I will after the podcast. You guys can look it up too if you want. Okay. Let's start to... I have... Four quizzes left, and we're at probably 47 minutes or so, or actually, we're past 50 minutes probably, so I'm going to kind of let us get picky. Do we want to try the are you ready for love, and then do the fun one of can we guess where you're from based off of what you say? And we'll just skip sure. the marriage and kids, because clearly that's beyond yeah. all that, so. All the other stuff has to happen first, and Yeah. Okay, this is just 10 questions. This is from psychologies.co.uk. Are you ready for love? Someone you met through a friend has asked you on a date and you have accepted. You wear the sexiest outfit you've got, something that flatters your figure, something subtle, the same sort of thing you always wear. Uh, The second one. Question two. You've been out for dinner and you've fallen for your date. You kiss them on the way out of the restaurant, say you'd like to see them again, hope they guess how you feel, try to hide it. Second one. Say you'd like to see them again. Um, you spent an amazing night together, after which 
your date said they'd call you, but they haven't. How do you feel? You'll probably call them. Perhaps they're just shy. You want to tell them exactly what you think of them. Like a fool for believing them in the first place. You can't trust anyone. I think I would maybe call them. Question four. After this quick advertisement. After a word from our sponsor. Um, how do you explain the fact that you're single? You just haven't met the right person. Everything takes time. The idea of getting into a relationship frightens you. You love being on your own. Hmm. I feel like I could go with any one of these answers. What was the last one? You love being on your own. I feel like I'll go with I haven't met the right person yet. Question five. A friend accuses you of not making an effort to meet a new man slash woman. You show them that your diary is chock full of dates. Thank them for their concern, but it's your life and you'll decide how to live it. Think of a retort that will change the subject. Remind your friend that you don't want to meet anyone anyway. Uh, what was the second one? Thank them for their concern, but it's your life and you'll decide how to live it. Probably that one. Okay. How do you think you would feel if you met your soulmate? Reassured, relieved, alive, doubtful. Reassured. What makes you anxious about getting into a new relationship? It might not last. You wonder how you'll fit in with each other's lives. You might not be good enough. You might get hurt. Mm, second one. Let me skip the ad. Question eight. What question would you most like to ask to ask a therapist? Why do I find it so hard to be on my own? Why are relationships never simple? Why do I find it so difficult to act on what I want? Is it really necessary to be a part of a couple? Probably the second one. Why are relationships never simple? Mm-hmm. If someone breaks up with you, you find someone new to go out with as soon as possible, get on with your life as quickly as possible, feel like the ground is crumbling beneath your feet, feel like you hate everyone and everything. Probably the second one. Okay, one more question. Generally, how do you feel when you're single? Really, really depressed. You've got a chance to explore what you want out of life. Quite happy and secure. Glad that you're not contributing to the divorce rate. Uh, probably three. And finish the quiz. Let's see. How did my answers match up with what you would have answered? They were pretty much the same. It says, you are ready for a relationship. You are definitely ready for Good a relationship. For me. Sometimes you get fed up with being single, but most of the time you know how to keep things in perspective and you cope. You're not leaving it all down to fate and you've got an eye out for the, for the attractive person who's just walked into the room, but you probably need to take a few more risks, ask someone out, chat someone up and take it from there. You're ready to let someone new into your life, but not just anyone. 
You would prefer to wait for that right person rather than compromise and end up with someone you're not compatible with. This is your strong point. You are comfortable in your own skin. You've taken time to think about what you want and you'll be more relaxed in a relationship as a result. You're also optimistic and you know that a great relationship is just around the corner. This shows that you also know how to get or how to let go and get on with having a good time. Such an approach should lead to love blossoming as soon as the opportunity presents itself. I think that actually sounded pretty good. Yeah. Well, it's like they almost used your answers. Yeah, it's almost like they did. Okay. Like the first one. That is going to wrap up the are we ready for XYZ quizzes? Life. I don't know. Um, so now we're going to head over to BuzzFeed and do this last quiz that is can we guess where you're from in the U.S. based on how you speak? So what do you call these sweet fizzy drinks? Soda, pop. Coke, pop, soda pop, soft drinks. Pop all day long. How do you address this group of people? Y'all, all y'all, you guys, you all, yous, yins, you guys. You guys. <laughs> what do you call this crustacean? And it looks like a lobster to me, but the options are crawdad, crawfish, crayfish. Crawfish? I don't have a strong one for that. How do you pronounce pecan or pecan? <laughs> I don't know how I even pronounce it. I feel this. like I do genuinely go both ways. So options are pecan, 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 pecan. Like, I don't know. I get, I don't ever say this freaking word. I think I'd say pecan. Okay. I feel like I do too, unless I'm saying like pecan pie. <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean. What is the night before Halloween? They don't even have what we call it. Because we night. always call it beggar's night, but their options are devil's night, mischief night, cabbage night, and what is this? Ooh. Beggar's night. I don't know what you want to pick then. Tell me why when you were reading that, I was like, Old Hallow's Eve. <laughs> really? Yes. I'm going to do Cabbage Night. I don't know. What does the first syllable in syrup rhyme with? Sear, like you would a steak. Sir, like a gentleman. Sir, like the syllable in silly. Sir. Yeah. Syrup. Syrup? What was the last one? Sir. Syrup? That one's gross. What does the, what did those teens do to this home? TP it, toilet paper it, roll it, I have no idea. TP? What do you call this water Do people still TP things anymore? Um, probably. We call it a water fountain. Options are drinking fountain, water fountain, bubbler, water bubbler. People in Wisconsin call it a bubbler. What do you call a piece of paper you use to jot things down? Scratch? Scratch paper, scrap paper. I use them interchangeably. I use both of these words, but they have different meanings. I would say I scratch. Say scratch paper. What do you call this road circle? Roundabout? Roundabout. Rotary circle, traffic circle, no idea. Roundabout it is.
what goes on top of cupcakes icing frosting because that's what it's called frosting because icing is thinner either frosting or icing i would say say frosting frosting. because icing is thinner do we think there's a difference between frosting and icing i think yes i think so so i'm gonna say frosting because icing is thinner what do you call these shoes sneakers tennis shoes running shoes, shoes trainers what does route rhyme with hoot or out it depends on how the word is used depends on how it's used i do usually only say route so how do you when do you say it different like route 66 oh true i'll say it depends then what do you call a drive-through liquor store brew through duh i've i have heard brew through comma duh like oh i have heard of that but i don't have a name for it what is that what is that i have well i would say i've heard of it because there's a place by dad's house that has a drive-through and it's a liquor store okay but i don't call it anything okay this is the last one finally what do you call these this behemoth of a sandwich and it's a foot long Sub, hoagie, hero, grinder, wedge. You're from the Midwest. You're outdoorsy kind and hardy to all sorts of extreme weather. Yeah. We are indeed from the Midwest. All right. Well, that's going to conclude this episode. Hopefully you guys enjoyed listening. I don't know if you guys could play along, but maybe you could a little bit. We have uh, some some podcast merch available, I think, from our Instagram bio. It is um, according to on Instagram. You guys can follow us if you don't already. And we will talk to you guys next Thursday. Bye. Bye.